This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 411 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have William Starros. Now, he's the principal of Gulf Coast Charter Academy South. William, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing terrific. And you know, talk about good neighbors. You, there's no better neighbor than one who helps build future good neighbors uh, via what you guys are doing there at the school. So really excited to learn about Gulf Coast Charter Academy South. Fill us in. Tell us what you're doing there. Awesome. Well, we are a K-8 charter school uh, with a heavy STEM focus. Um, so our mission, our goal is to make sure that the education that our kids are getting Uh, is both hands-on and connected to the real world. Uh, We've got 630 kids right now, and we're chugging along in our eighth year in Naples, Florida. Wow, wow. And you you mentioned STEM. What what does that stand for? So that's science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, And so each of the lessons that our students engage in on a daily basis have some connection, some tie-in with with each of those. Um, So they're not sitting there learning just reading or just math or just science in isolation. We're really starting to to dive into those connections. You're applying it, like you said, connecting it with real life, which is so, so important. I love that. I mean, it's got to make learning way more interesting than, like you said, just reading a book and and hearing about stories that I, I know when I was a kid, it was like, well, how does this apply to anything that I'm currently involved in? Right. You know, real life. Wow. Good for stuff. sure. For sure. So how, how about your journey? Uh, how did you get into education and eventually the school here? All right. So I'm, I'm a local boy. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, uh, transitioned over to go to school at Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, when I graduated there, I started in a charter school system, mostly in Fort Myers Uh, Then I made the transition to public education with Collier County Public Schools. It's there that I really developed a a, a love for helping others beyond my classroom. Uh, So I got my master's uh, from the University of New England uh, in educational leadership. uh, And I applied here to Gulf Coast Charter Academy seven years ago as an assistant principal. And I've worked my way up. Um, So, yeah, I'm now in my seventh year here as principal. And it's been a whirlwind for sure. Sure. <laughs> now, I, I hope you didn't have to go to New England to get your degree. Were you able to stay in nice, warm paradise here? <laughs> I was. It was it was a good virtual experience. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. How about for our listeners, William, who are thinking, you know, I, I, I know public schools, charter schools. What, what's that? What's the difference? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So really the biggest difference is the autonomy that our teachers have. Um, And so our teachers come into school every day. They know what their curriculum is, but they're not bound by a specific schedule of days to get certain things accomplished. Um, So we really are a standards based Mm -hmm. journey um, rather than just teaching to the test. Um, The other difference is that we are able to pull students in from wherever. 
Um, so we do really give the parents an opportunity and a choice for their kids' education. Um, they're not funneled through schools just within their district or within their zone. If a parent can get their kids to a bus stop or they can get them here to the building, they are free to, to join. Um, so it's kind of like a private school, but without the tuition, um, our kids come to school in uniforms. And yeah, I mean, like I said, our, our teachers just have a really strong love and passion for getting education out to kids. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like the best of both worlds. <laughs> uh, it is, it yeah. is. I mean, a common misconception is that charter schools, you know, don't take certain kids or that we don't abide by the same set of rules and procedures, but we certainly do. I mean, all of our teachers are certified. They all go through evaluations. Our students participate in the end of year assessments. Um, so all of those things that you find in a public school still hold true to us. Uh, and that makes us even more accountable because if we're not performing, if our kids are not getting what they need, um, the district or the state can step in and, and close a charter school down. So I think there's hmm. an extra level of fire under charter school principals and teachers for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. You just touched on one misconception. Are there any other myths or misconceptions that come to mind uh, for charter schools? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one is that our teachers aren't certified. Um, and like mm. I said, 100% of our teachers are certified. They continue to get their certification. Uh, and the other big myth is that we are money filers. You know, the money comes in and we just put it into the pockets of teachers and leadership. Um, and that's not the case. Charter schools typically function on about 10% less funding um, than our traditional public schools. Hmm. Uh, the, the district keeps about 5% of our income as a service fee. Uh, and then we don't have access to the local millage funding that comes from property taxes. And so we often have to do extra fundraising or extra events um, just to fill some of those gaps. But it also causes us to be very fiscally responsible in what we do. You know, we're not just freewheeling and purchasing everything out there. We're honing in on is it going to be effective for our teachers and our students? Uh, and then, you know, we can make the best purchases possible. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> wow. How about when you step away from school, what are you doing for fun? Uh, most of the time I spend cooking. Uh, honestly, I will research recipes for hours on end. Um, and every weekend I find something new, you know, this weekend I made a, a Chilean um, uh, ceviche day with sea bass and spent some time going back to my Greek heritage. Uh, and I made a nice pastizio. Uh, so that'll be reheated tonight for dinner. And yeah, that's... <laughs> That's basically what I do to let go on the weekends. Um, during longer breaks, my family and I go to Disney often. Um, and so that's where we celebrate family time with my two girls and my wife. And yeah, those, those are my releases outside of the school day. I love it. I love it. So one attraction uh, that you would recommend for our listeners, since you are an experienced Disneyite, what would that be? What's your favorite? Oh, man, I, I have a personal friendship with Epcot. Um, when I grew up, it was the first park that I went to as a kid. Uh, and my grandma and I just connected over Figment. Um, so definitely Journey into the Imagination with Figment is has a, a close one to my heart for sure. I love it. I love it. That's great. 
How about from a, a hardship or life challenge standpoint, William, what comes to mind? Something that you're looking back, you can now say, hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger because I got through it. Yeah, I know it's probably cliche, but my parents divorced early. Uh, and my brother, who's about five years younger than I am, uh, I was in high school and he was still at the very end of elementary school. My mom had to pick up extra shifts at work uh, at the hospital running uh, insurance. And so I spent a lot of time with my brother, um, helping him with homework, helping him, you know, prep for his practices and things like that. It caused me to have to prep dinners and things that now have have really paid off as I am a father. So my children come home with their work. I'm balancing work and cooking and, you know, housework with with my wife. So um, I, I definitely think a hardship, but yes, um, something that's helped me grow over time. Very interesting. Wow. Wow. How's your brother uh, still over in Fort Lauderdale? Or is he, uh, he he's joined not, you on this he's, he's not. He's really successful over in uh, Colorado, um, oh, wow. right there in Denver. He manages a Whole Foods and um, couldn't be more proud of him. But he and I have different paths in terms of where we live in the country, but uh, mm-hmm. we still connect often. My dad's over there as well. My mom lives here semi-locally in Ocala, Florida. Very cool. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about Gulf Coast Charter Academy South? What would that be? Uh, We deeply care about kids. Uh, I know every school says that, but our teachers are constantly showing up um, early, staying late. Um, All of our teachers run clubs and activities. They all do the aftercare program. So they're putting in those extra hours, especially this year with covid Uh, not having a lot of breaks during the school day, they still show up every day ready to make an impact on their class. Um, So if you're looking for family, if you're looking for connection, um, most of your local charter schools will give you that. And I know that we do. Terrific. I know we have listeners who want to learn more. What's the best way for them to get in touch with the school? Yeah, the best way is to visit our website, www.gccas.org. Uh, or you can visit our Facebook page, just type in Gulf Coast Charter Academy South, um, it'll pop up. Both of those give you an eye into our building with pictures and videos uh, each week. So those are definitely going to be your go-to. Oh, terrific. Well, William, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for all you and your team are doing there for the community. And we wish you the best going forward. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me on today. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.